Welcome, everybody, to this episode of In Our Lovely Deseret. Today, we're welcoming Josh Hyatt and Daniel Bickle. There's a lot of things to talk about today. So I think Daniel has a statement kind of defending himself from last podcast. And then I think we just have some good old boy talk stuff, some good subjects about zombies and things we hate, puberty, testicular cancer, things like that. Great. Uh, also, I would like to mention that our previous sponsor um, is no longer our sponsor because their their store is closing down. So it was a good run for Terrestrial Chains. Uh, however, they are they're going out of business. We're going to miss them. It was, it was we're so honored to have been their sponsor, but we are in the market for a new sponsor. So anyone who's listening wants to sponsor the podcast. I think the going rate right now is about six dollars a month. So if you feel like that's something you can do, reach out to us. Thank you, Alan. I after I listened to your last podcast, I uh, was really intrigued by Terrestrial Chains. Went on their website and I got a four hundred four error. So I was a little pissed about it, but man, it just right before they're about to take off from the marketing for this podcast too. Well, yeah, it goes to show the outreach that this, uh, this podcast really does have. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's honestly, it's honestly Rush's fault, man. We all have less buying power. Nobody has time to spend time or spend money on expensive chains, you know? So yeah, but they were 22% off with the discount code. That's probably what killed them. Yeah, true. All right. Well, uh, the whole reason we're here, uh, the whole reason that Daniel is here is there was a lot of Daniel Bickle slander on the last podcast. There's a lot of debate going on about who should have done the punishment last year, whether it was Mark or Daniel. Uh, the votes came in on the Instagram page, and I believe 57% said Daniel and 43% said Mark. So we're, we're talking, this is really close. So you know what? I don't know. It's a toss up down. If this was a presidential election, I would have won by a landslide. Yeah, but or uh, actually Daniel would have, you probably won by two votes. Well, um, yeah. And that actually, that actually is going to lead right into what uh, I've prepared for you guys today. Um, I was really hoping that that was going to be the result of this vote. Um but yeah, I'm honored to be on today. I'm really excited to kind of get out to the public what I need to um, so that we can kind of close this thing out. Um, so if you'll humor me for, for a little bit um, while I read this to you. To those affected by the March Madness controversy of 2021. I am indeed sorry for the disappointment that you faced due to not seeing the punishment fall upon one of the per- one person's head last year. I would like to put this behind us in a succinct and respectful way. To clear the air, this is my side of the story, and it is my least biased format. This is not to persuade anyone to side with me or side with Mark, but it is simply to give the details the way I saw them and to take responsibility for what crimes, what I believed my crimes to be. The beginning of March Madness 2021 started out as all of us signing up for a bracket with friends. We all signed up and picked teams that week. Well, all except for Mark. He forgot to pick teams. After two to three days into the tournament, the group was notified that there was going to be a punishment for the loser. This punishment was decided by a few people that were leading the charge on setting up the bracket. Mark and I, however, were not part of this elite council of decision makers, and this punishment was not a group decision. However, No one objected to this punishment outright when it was first announced. A form of implied consent 
if no dissent was offered in the chat. A week went by and it started looking dire for my bracket. I was looking to be on the bottom. However, there were already talks that Mark for, forgot to pick teams, and he had zero points. As the tournament ended, there were friendly debates between all about who would have to go to IHOP. People were throwing out Mark's name and my name. Obviously, this caused some confusion between the two of us, and both of us thought we had a strong case for our side. Since then, members of the group have felt animosity toward me and my friend Mark. So... That's the story as I saw it. With that being said, I would like to propose that while this blame is not entirely out of place, there was some blame that shouldn't have been placed on either of us. Both of us had people fighting for us to go to IHOP, but there wasn't one person in the group that thought there wasn't one person that all of the group thought should go. The reason for this confusion is due to the ruling of the moderators. It all came down to a technicality that the leaders of the group were not thinking about when they made the plan. I'm not saying that I'm free from blame, and I'm not saying Mark is either. I'm simply stating that the problem that caused no one to attend IHOP that year was not due to a single individual. There were three things responsible for it. Number one, the rules weren't ready for the weird situation that we ended with. Not a fault of the moderators, just something that happens as new situations arise. Next year, 2022, meaning this year, we took care of that by having a vote on the punishment and making sure that everyone filled out their bracket. Number two, I didn't want to take all the responsibility of the punishment because I didn't feel like I deserved 100% of the punishment. And number three, Mark felt the same way that I did. So to conclude this letter of apology, I'm sorry for not taking full responsibility for losing the challenge. Taking a portion of responsibility away from the rules and Mark would have been a noble thing to do. Taking responsibility for others poor other people's poor decisions is a hard thing to do, and that is where I failed. I recognize that I have a lot of room to grow and pray that the community at large can forgive me for my mistakes. Sincerely, Daniel Bickle. Well said, Daniel. Josh, as an unbiased member of the community, do you, do you accept this apology? Uh, no, I don't accept it, and I'll tell you why. Um, when Nate stepped up this year and decided that he was going to be a man and take the punishment, I think that inspired all of us. And to hear both Daniel and Mark try to squirm out of it with excuses and random nonsensical um, stories, uh, it just, it, it comes across as weak and uh, now that they're both here, I'd just like to say that they're both cowards. Um, I fall on the side of, you know, I saw Mark at the bottom of the list last year. And so I think Mark was the real loser. Um, but having said that again, th they're both cowards. You know, with all the, with the state of the world, with so many things in disarray, <clears throat> I'd like to pledge every fast Sunday from here until the next March towards fasting that Josh will lose the next bracket challenge. That is, that is what I promise to do this coming year. So Mark, that's a, that's a beautiful pledge you took there. I, yeah, I, Daniel, I'd like you to send me that letter that you wrote so I can post it on our Instagram page. So I just want to see what the people think, whether they accept your apology or not. I think that's, um, yeah, I don't know. It's really a tough situation. Josh, I appreciate, I appreciate your honesty there. Daniel, I appreciate you trying to defend yourself. Mark, uh, your, your defense was definitely pretty lame. 
just I'm too busy. Uh, I don't have time. Fair I'm, on a, I'm on a diet. Did you uh, did you end up doing the hot wing challenge, Mark? Can we no. Get an update there? Yeah, I'll, I'll give you an update. I'll give you a definite update there. I still plan on doing it. But we went there. We went there. We went there that did you night. Have time or no? <laughs> super busy. We went there that night. We went there that night. I was super riled up. I really wanted to do it. We sit down, and uh, due to all the the staffing shortages at Red or uh, Buffalo Wild Wings. I went there and I said, Hey, we want to do the blazing wing challenge. And the guy said, sure. Yeah. Let me see if there's some staff around to do that. We waited there for about 15, 20 minutes, comes back out. And he says, <clears throat> this, I think it was a bogus excuse because he didn't have enough people, but he said, Hey, sorry, I'm unable to get into the computer right now. Um, so we can't print out the, <clears throat> what is it? The waivers that you have to sign to do the challenge. Uh, and because of that, we can't do the challenge tonight. And then he gave us coupons and said, please come back at a later day. So I will go back at a later day. Can we see the coupons or? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's just a lot of stories going around these days. That... Well, and with Mark, you really can't trust a word he says. He, is, he has no credibility. My parents are immigrants, okay? <laughs> That was the other excuse. That yeah, is, that was the other one I forgot. Now I feel like I feel like that's okay. a little bit of like an automatic fallback. For those of for those of you listening, Mark did just indeed show us the coupons from Buffalo Wild Wings. Yeah, he does have the coupons. It's so. it's honestly it's fair to say with a whole bunch of white colonizers on the call, like it just totally makes sense. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, our white privilege is just really disturbing yeah so wow well i feel like uh i feel like we all can agree to disagree tonight is that that's is that fair. true that's fair i think that's fair yeah okay well moving on to to bigger and better things the utah jazz um <laughs> what's uh what's wrong josh um well they suck and it, it's bad because or it's sad because I don't want them to suck. You know, I want to root for them, but um, I think they get exposed in the playoffs. And the big reason for that is that, you know, Rudy Gobert, he's probably our best player, but he's not versatile enough. So you just go small ball on him and you have five shooters out there and you're done for, right? And so the Clippers figured it out. And I think this year it's even more apparent and even more so this year, it's like it seems like we've been sliding ever since Joe Ingles left. I don't know if that is what did it. Yeah, Do you think there's some chemistry thing there with Joe Ingles. Um, one thing, I, I okay, it's hard. It's hard for me to call anyone the best player on the team when they can't play one side of the court. And but the problem, okay, yeah. here's Donovan I, I, is the same on defense, man. He can't play defense at all. Rudy. No, Donovan. No, I was gonna say I was I was actually gonna bring that up. Is Donovan is probably been the worst defender in the entire playoffs? Like, okay, so I have a, I have a lot of I have a lot of thoughts on why the Jazz suck. One, uh, defensively, this team, like Josh said, is terrible. But okay, part of it is Rudy's kind of bad at closing out on shooters when they go small. But it's not like centers don't play. They're there's teams that play multiple big guys, like the Bucks, like Brooke Lopez, the Suns have eight in the Hawks play Capella. Like there's there's other teams that play centers, but the problem is 
is that the Utah, the Jazz have the worst perimeter defense in the entire league. So like other teams can make up for it because they have guys that can play defense. Go, uh, Mitchell doesn't play any defense. Conley is washed up. He can't guard anyone. Bogdanovich is slow. Royce isn't that isn't that great of a defender. So the problem the problem is it's partly Rudy, but it's it's that none of the other guys can play defense either. So they can't help. They can't they can't close out on shooters if Rudy's not there. It's it's really bad. And on offense, Mitchell is hogging the ball. The the I feel like last year even we had like this sweet ball movement, and maybe part of that's because Ingles is missing. But we had some 2014 spur vibes where we just swing the ball around. It looked really good. This year, none of that. The ball the ball doesn't swing. This is glory uh, ball. Conley, like I said, Conley's washed up. Um, I think the main thing too is this team lacks like any spirit. I don't know if they don't like it. It just does not seem like they like each other. Um, and that's that's kind of a problem. Yeah, there's just there's just no emotion. They're what dead. do you think about the uh, the rumors about you know Mitchell kind of leave? He's going to leave for a, a bigger market, kind of a thing. I don't know because I feel like every time there's a there's a small market team and they they start to do poorly, then there's just these rumors that start up that oh the best player like the star player wants to leave for a bigger city and a better like a he want you know and but the the reason those rumors exist is because it happens a lot um so i don't know <laughs> but i i've been so mitchell's been so disappointing to watch this year that man it would suck but i don't feel like i don't feel like he's he's not going to be the best player on a championship team he's he's not he he can't play defense. So yeah. it would suck, but the jazz, the jazz are kind of probably going to have to blow things up either way. I don't know. I think this is kind of it. This is it for this run. But when you said blow it up, you mean trade Gobert, trade Mitchell, trade both. I think one of them, one of them's gone. Man, if you traded either one of them for Nikola Jokic, that team would just bloom. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure the nuggets are really looking to trade Jokic. Yeah. it's a good call. Okay. Yeah. One other thing. One other thing on the Jazz before we move on. There are four different types of places you can be as an NBA franchise. One is you can be really bad, like the Kings have been for the last fifteen years. Number two, you can be not great yet, but you're kind of feisty and fun. An example of that is the Pelicans, where they're like kind of they're like not that great yet, but they're they play with a lot of heart and energy, and they're kind of exciting and they're on the up and up. Then there's the teams that are championship contenders and they're playing like it so the celtics the suns the warriors the bucks and then there's the teams that are still kind of in the playoffs but they're incredibly disappointing because they're not living up to expectations and that's the jazz and my argument is is that's the worst type of team to cheer for because if if we were just awful we could just not worry about it if we were the kings we could just we don't have to worry we're we're we're, we're out we suck it's okay we we can move on with our lives if you're if you're kind of if you're on the up but you're not there yet, it's exciting because you 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 think about the future and what could be. But when you're the when you're the team that's kind of on their way down, and they've kind of missed their their moment, but they're still kind of hanging around, it's really depressing. And that's where the Jazz are. Yeah, yeah, I agree with you, Dallin. I'll tell you, this year has been probably the most. Um, frustrating year to be a jazz fan because last year I felt like we were more in that 
kind of, you were excited about them. They haven't been good in a while. And, you know, it was kind of an exciting team with like chemistry. And this year it just feels like they're not clicking. Things aren't working. And like you say, they're just totally um, falling short on expectations. So it's been so frustrating to watch. And all these fourth quarter blown leads. I mean, I think they're like one in 12 when the game's decided by like less than five points. So it's just been so frustrating to watch. Yeah, it sucks. But I will say it could be like, I don't know. I'm still kind of, I'm trying to be a little bit positive about this year. Uh, Not this year in general, just the last six years. (laughs) You know how much, like, every time I think about it and like, how are the jazz ever good? Like who, how do we ever build a, like a good NBA team in Utah? I don't know. It's the Holy ghost. Like the fact we made the playoffs for the last six years is kind of cool. Like we haven't gone anywhere. And we, maybe we should have gone a little farther. Most of the teams should not have gone farther than they did the last couple of years. Maybe we should have, but I don't know. It's pretty I think cool. We should have beaten the Clippers last year without. Yeah. Quality. Yeah. Like, but at least we're not the Kings. So yeah. Yeah. But didn't you say that it would have been better if we were the Kings? No, no, no. I said, uh, well, yeah. <laughs> it would have been less of like a hurt, uh, it of, would yeah, have been a pain. Hurt. Exactly. You can't be harmed if you're already on the bottom, you know? Yeah. It's more of a steady pain instead of a sharp hurt. Yeah. Yeah. Someone asked me this a few weeks ago. They said, how many years would you give up like being a playoff team? Like how many years would you be the Kings basically to win one championship? Like, would you go a decade? Would you go two decades? Of so being basically, the basically you're asking if you would be the Lakers of the last 10 years or you, yeah. would you rather be the Lakers where you've been, you've been actually really bad this whole decade, except for the year they won. Or would you be the jazz where you're, you're kind of in the playoffs every year, but you're, you never, make it yeah essentially but even more so like maybe not the lakers because they've had so many championships in the past you know like for a team like the jazz getting that one championship is kind of a big big thing you know you're right yeah good point yeah fair how many years would you give up how many how many years would i be a non-playoff team to win one championship yeah 10 oh i would do 11 11 Mark says 11. I just want to beat Dallin. <laughs> Man, that's a good question. Yeah. I don't know. Okay, moving on to uh to other things. We have a couple this is this is again this is boys talk. So, yeah. we got a couple we got a couple things. Should we get we the serious stuff out of the way, Dad? Do you want to do uh your little testicular cancer warning? Oh, well, I just, you know, there are a couple of things. We wanted to talk about puberty and we wanted to talk about testicular cancer. We wanted to get the whole range of guys, you know, yeah, everybody. It's guys talk. All right. So WikiHow, some early signs of, no, this is a Mayo Clinic, actually. Some early signs of testicular cancer, lumper enlargement in either testicle, feeling of heaviness in the scrotum, a dull ache in the abdomen or groin, a sudden collection of fluid in the scrotum, pain or discomfort in a testicle or the scrotum, enlargement or tenderness of breasts. Mark, your breasts are looking a little large today. Are you Thanks, man. Doing okay. Been lifting. No, that's bad. Oh, sorry. Yeah. No, I check my testicles regularly in the shower. If there's more than two lumps, you know, there's an issue. That's uh, my motto. Also, I think, like I said in the text message before this, if you're older, you need to be worried about your prostate. If you're younger, I think we're in the danger zone for 
testicular cancer, all, all, all of us. I think it's like 25 to 35 is testicular cancer. So check regularly. Um, if, uh, if you're older, like 45 ish to 50, 60, you have to have a doctor check for your prostate. Just make sure to get those checks early and often. Also back pain is a symptom and don't you have back pain as well, Mark? Yeah, but I've been just kind of lifting bad. So that's no, Mark, I, you have a lot of these signs and symptoms, bro. <laughs> that's so true. I really need to get checked out. You may need to check your, you may need to check again. Better safe than more. sorry, Mark. Yeah. yeah. Check early, check often. I should take my own advice. Okay. Yeah. That's guys talk on testicular cancer. Um, we want to talk about puberty really quick. Just some, some tips for, for kids going through puberty. Yeah. Let's do. If, if you don't, my first tip I think is if you don't think you smell, put on deodorant anyway. It's just, yeah. Yeah. I remember junior high. It's like people just didn't realize that that was something you needed to do. Yeah. And I remember teachers would come and, and tell us, you know, talk about hygiene. So I agree with you. Yeah. I remember fifth grade. They, I think they gave us a stick of deodorant and said, I don't care if you smell or not. You're wearing this every day from now till your death. And that was kind of the day that everyone committed, you know? Yeah. Don, weren't you talking about this on your, on your pod about 200 years ago, just how disgusted we would be with humanity. Yeah. Yeah. It would be gross. One of the reasons. Okay. Uh, I have wiki. has some great tips on how to deal with puberty. So we're going to go through those really quick. Uh, one deal with body odor we talked about that a little bit if you think you put on enough put more on just what kids are puberty reek man so i think that's a that's a good one treat acne uh i'm gonna zag on that and say it's not even worth it cool just kidding no should, <laughs> should treat acne uh expect growth i don't know what that means uh cope with emotional changes Puberty is caused by an influx of hormones, estrogen, and testosterone. Um, I'm waiting for that testosterone boost, but I know any day it's coming with this puberty thing. So I think, okay, actually pro tip as well. If you have a mustache anytime in high school, you shave it all the time until you can grow like a full beard. Yeah. Like, I think you're just going to get the awkward stash. If it's a joke, cool. But it's a joke. It, it's only a joke if it lasts a couple weeks. You know, if it, Josh, how many times did you try to pull off a stash? Just a stash in high school? Yeah. Um, probably only twice. It was more of a joke for me. That was dirty, Randy. <laughs> <laughs> Five. Avoid comparing yourself to avoid comparing yourself to others. Puberty happens to everyone, but not all necessarily at the same time. Um, if you start experiencing puberty before all of your friends. Uh, this is nothing to worry about. So don't compare yourself, kids. Um, number six, expect to feel sexual desire. Um, wow, a lot of good stuff on that. Um, I'm not sure if this is really reaching our target audience. <laughs> <laughs> I was just thinking about it, and I was just like, <laughs> I don't think any teenagers listen to this. I know for a fact at least one teenager listens. Seven, be prepared to start questioning your sexual romantic orientation or gender identity. <laughs> That's a good one. Josh, at what age did you uh, question your gender identity? My gender identity. 
Uh, I don't actually remember. I feel like it if, you need, said, I feel like if you need to question it, you'll just do that naturally. No, no, no. It's it's actually a step. You have to. You also should consider educating yourself on LGBTQ terminology. Uh, is this this is on WikiHow? Yeah, Wiki, WikiHow. Uh, number eight, find someone to talk to. That's kind of that's the way to deal with puberty. Any other any other thoughts on puberty? Can I can I just ask? Uh, as far as acne goes, how many of you guys use Accutane? I used Accutane, and I've not I have not had a pimple of acne since. I I did not use Accutane. I had the opposite of Dallin. Yeah, I I would agree with Mark. I did not use Accutane, and a lot of pimples have showed up throughout my life. So I guess Dallin, since you're the only one who's used it, would you say it was worth it? Cause isn't it kind of like hell? Don't you get super dry? And- Man, it was a really, it was hell for six months. Like I had nosebleeds all the time. Ooh. And every time I was in the, I remember one time I went to a football game on Saturday and it, I had like a hat on and it was, it wasn't, I like put on sunscreen before I left. I, my face looked like I had just been in hell for, <laughs> for a couple of, it was, it was the reddest face you've ever seen in your whole, like, yeah. So like, Anytime your sun, the sun touches your face, nosebleeds, you're, you're, you're always sore. Uh, it's really hard on your, uh, yeah, on your joints and stuff. It's, it kind of sucks, but I'd say it was worth it because I've not had to think about it for ever well, since. Also, if you, if you're pregnant, it's terrible for the baby. Yes. But I was not pregnant, so it was okay. Well, Dallin, if you ever, if you, you have to question if you were a girl at some point. That's one of the steps. Yeah, I guess I missed that step, and that's probably why. That's probably why I'm just so confused about life right now. I guess <laughs> I never had that that real discussion with myself. So, fair enough. Okay, I feel like we. Uh, I feel like we <laughs> maybe maybe we helped one or two people there. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Mark, oh, another thing we wanted to do, we have two two other things we want to touch on before we finish. One, we're going to talk about Mark's 100 Things He Hates list. Uh, and two, we're going to talk about a zombie apocalypse really quick. Uh, oh, yeah, actually, you know, I just have to congratulate us because I think that's the first time we talked about like sexuality and stuff. And we are a sexuality and wellness podcast. No. I didn't realize that. Well, that that's what we're listed under Spotify and Apple Podcasts. So. Mm. Nice. Maybe this will help our ratings there. So yeah, we can, maybe we can talk about, we can have a gender identity podcast and that'll, maybe that'll help our ratings there. There you go. I feel like we're really, I feel like we're, we, we'd be really good at that. Uh, okay. Daniel, did you read this list? I did. I read it actually about, I don't know, whenever you came out with it, I was, I was, thoroughly impressed. Mark, you came up with some really good ones. A lot of them I hadn't thought about, hadn't really, um, like delved into, but the, the biggest one, I guess I had a question with was you mentioned like a really hard sneeze. I just wanted to know, like, are hiccups included in that? Because I feel like hiccups are worse. Oh um, yeah. Great question, Daniel. I feel like painful hiccups are actually probably worse. They could have made the list. What, where that came about is, um, I was, writing my list and then I took a break and, and I was driving back from work um, and I sneezed super violently and it was also windy on the highway and I just like kind of swerved a little bit, kind of dangerous, kind of freaked me out. 
that that's and I hated that feeling. So that's why I put it on the list. Yeah, well, well, last night I brought I brought up the hiccups because last night I was working out, finished working out. I thought best thing after workout is flaming hot Doritos. Um, started Cheetos eating or Doritos. Doritos. Wow. Um, and instantly got the hiccups super bad for a little bit. I felt like I was going to barf, but anyway, that's why I brought that one up. Um, and the only other one is I didn't realize plunging toilets was that bad. I mean, you got to do it sometimes, but I didn't realize it was like something that was that bad. Let me tell you, I think down was the only other person that was here for this experience. Nate was also there. I forget what year, 20, I don't know, 2019, 2020, I don't know, 2019. 20 summer i don't know for when we were summer selling is basically what happened okay we get there there's like eight boys in one apartment <clears throat> the apartment has hasn't been used for a little bit for some reason right um and we go in nobody has a plunger and like in the first week there's three toilets in the place two toilets clog pretty bad and then everybody starts crapping in one toilet like eight boys right <clears throat> and uh how long is this for you guys just decided to not unclog the toilets and just <laughs> use the third open toilet. <laughs> we didn't have we didn't have a plunger, and it was just kind of like a I, I don't know. We were out for like all day anyway. It was kind of weird. I anyway, can't even describe to you how desperate of a state we were in yeah. while we were selling pest well, control. So we get a plunger from like uh, one of our buddies that was also selling. Shout out to I think it was Joseph Hawkins. Um, but it was, it was like a, a poop emoji plunger and it was on the most flimsiest plastic thing. And it was like this long, it was really short plunger. Right. And that's all we had. And this was like eight people's worth of crap just plunged out. Right. And so I, I was like, I can do it. I can plug my nose without holding my hand. Like I was, I swam. So I know how to plug my nose without my hands. So I go in there and I start going at it and just it, I don't think it was ours. I think it was just things that had been there for for too long and it starts like bubbling up and getting higher and higher to the top and i'm plugging my nose i shouldn't smell anything but i literally i feel like i can start tasting stuff and smelling stuff and it's so i literally started gagging i almost threw up and actually nathan evans the man that he is he actually finished the job and he goes in there and plunges it but it smelled for like the whole night like i couldn't sleep in that room it was terrible that Number two, I used to work with some autistic boys and they were big boys. Like they were, you know, six, five, six, three, like 430 pounds. The other one was 330. Their brothers were college athletes, just big boys. And they subsequently had big poops and they plunged or plugged toilets a lot. And I had to, uh, I had to do that. So yeah, I will never plunge another toilet. Well, Mark, I, I just want to point out, uh, that, that first story you told, I just looked up on, on walmart.com. You can actually purchase a plunger for $10. If all of you boys would have pitched in, you'd have got that plunged really quick before, uh, before it got too bad. Yeah, you're forgetting tax, Bickle. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. I, great point. I can't fight that, actually. Get wrecked, bro. <laughs> Josh, you're a math major. How much is that? Uh, tax on ten. Uh, we were in tax. It's actually it's tax on nine ninety seven. It's great value. Honestly, so it's with inflation and stuff back then, that that's it was probably fifty dollars. That's true. In today's money, that's like fifty bucks. Yeah. No, no, no. In today's money, it's ten bucks. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. So it's probably like three bucks. 
Yeah, and yesterday's money, that was like 50 cents. Uh, that's my bad, Bickle. Good point. Do you have any more? Do, are we going to talk about poop for longer or are we done? Oh, we're done. No. Okay, great. Uh, Mark, what went through your mind when you put the fragility of the male ego on your list? Uh, <laughs> I thought that one, A, would just be funny to throw out there. Kind of angsty, kind of good. But um, I don't know. I just was thinking about the state of world affairs. I was thinking about our friend Putin across the Atlantic. Not a friend. Not Not a friend. But it was it was sarcastic. And then I was just thinking about just like other big macho male guys and how they get offended at the littlest things and stuff. And I said, the fragility of the meagle or the male ego, I just I hate it. I don't like it. It should be stronger. That's it. All right. What about ancient torture methods? Yeah, ancient torture methods are terrible. Um, I I recently watched a YouTube video about them, and I really do think they were worse than modern torture methods. I mean, psychological torture, I've never experienced it, but at the same time, I wouldn't want boiling oil to be put on my body. So I don't know if I had to pick one. Yeah. Oh, also, you know, the, the coffin thing that had all the spikes, it's like the chokey in uh Matilda. Do you know what I'm talking about? Nope. No. Oh, okay. Well, it's just like this, it's, I forget, I think it's like the St. Mary's casket or something, but it's a casket with spikes on everything, but they would rub like human, right, I'm sorry, we're going back to this human feces on it and like shut it on you. And then you get infected and die and you just have to stay in there until you died. Cool. Yeah. I'm honestly, these are not the most interesting things I feel like on the list. I know. <laughs> All right. Well, you know what, Mark? It was a beautiful list. Uh, Wait, Josh, did you read it? I haven't. I mean, I remember seeing it when you posted it, but that's okay. I haven't seen it lately. I think, honestly, for me, the funniest one and the oddly the most specific. Well, here's the highlights for me. I was very nervous to send out this list because my parents see it. Um, Down's parents see it. But I think, I think item 64 is uh being super super horny and super single that's that's one hate that i wasn't um, sure if you're gonna want to bring that one up on the podcast so that's oh, why i didn't it. include it but um also the the Do you have anything you want to talk about there are you no no pretty self-explanatory well, there well i mean yeah. alan you have experience too right how how is that for you yeah is it fun do you like I it i don't got a problem with it <laughs> And then but the other we learned one. in WikiHow, Mark, it's actually very natural feelings that you're feeling. Once you go through puberty, you're actually supposed to expect that. But I'm, I'm past we just learned about this. Well, are you? What? Uh, maybe I'm not. I don't know. But also, the other one, the other one that I thought was actually really funny was when, like, I was watching a thing on Sunday, a couple Sundays ago. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but it was an animal video, and it was talking about... Uh, Congress, the word Congress uh, can also mean uh, coitus, right? And so it's just like, I I think it's like the most pretentious way to say that when you're just like, you're a little kid and you have no idea what's going on. It's like, the tortoises meet every six months for sexual Congress. And you're just like, what is going on? And then you see a tortoise having sex and you have no idea. So I think it's pretentious and I, I think it's really weird. I don't think they should just say coitus or whatever they're going to say, you know, that's it. That's, that's all. I'm going to be honest. I'm not really sure what you were talking about. 
<laughs> okay, yeah, I was going to last. Who's, okay. who's having sex with tortoises? <laughs> Look up. Sorry. I'll back up. Look up the definition of the word Congress. Okay. There's the first best known definition. The second definition is sexual, sexual intercourse. And mostly biologists use it when they're talking about animals. Um, I do not see that under in Google under Congress, but I'll take your word for it. Um, all right, let's move on to the most important thing we're going to talk about today. Let's try to we'll try to wrap it up in about ten minutes. Uh, Mark, Mark, and I have kind of been stewing on this question for a little bit, and we decided that it was time to, to really discuss it a little bit. What our question is: What is the worst store to be stuck in during a zombie apocalypse, and why? Before we can talk about best ones too, but some factors. I mean, the three main factors that I thought of food is there food there two are there weapons or things that could be used as weapons three are there good places to hide in the store okay that's kind of what i thought of uh who would like to go first with worst places i'll go okay okay so here's some places i thought would be really some really bad stores to be stuck in during zombie apocalypse one desert book um, I, okay, but actually this could change two factors. It could change my mind on this one are, are Deseret books dedicated? Are they, are they dedicated <laughs> church buildings? Because that, that, uh, that could actually be a good place. A place uh, of refuge. Yeah. It could be a place of refuge until the, second. um, until the second coming. So, um, I don't know if anyone knows if desert books are dedicated, that actually could change my mind completely. Uh, some ones that I thought of that people wouldn't. Okay. So I'm going to, a lot of people say one of the best places to be would be a Walmart, but I actually think Walmart would be one of the worst places to be. No, I totally agree because every idiot in America is going to try to show up at Walmart at the same time. Like when there's a zombie apocalypse, you know that every, uh, lower lower middle like lower class you know white trash person is going to try to go to walmart at the same time so not only are they going to be is there just going to be a a complete uh like everyone's going to be trying to get food there and then also i think it's going to attract a lot of zombies because there's going to be a lot of stupid people there making a lot of noise uh and i just actually think that walmart would be a really bad same reason for 7-eleven i think those are two stores i would stay away from i mean people like Terrible, terrible things happen at Walmart already, and there's not a zombie apocalypse. You know what I mean? Like, there's fights, and and people get stabbed at Walmart. Like, the one in Orem is terrible after, like, 8.30. But here's my store. My my pick for overall number one is... Uh, <clears throat> it would definitely be... Oh, what is it called? Desert Industries. DI. For similar reasons. But I I think similar reasons but there's also a lot more useless stuff like you can't really use anything in there golf clubs the probably golf clubs yeah that's that's probably true checkmate i also think golf clubs is a terrible weapon for zombies so but it is a weapon it is a weapon and you can use it to keep them at bay whereas tennis balls say you can't really do anything with good good point better than tennis balls 
ahead. Does anyone else have any other bad ones? I have some. I have some sneaky good ones that I thought of. You know, I was I was thinking of bad ones. I I think Trader Joe's may not be that good because they only have four aisles and it's full of food. No real weapons, no real place to hide. You could survive for a long time if the zombies actually don't come in. But other than that, it's got nothing. Yeah. They have lots of cheese. It I think if you're picking a place where you where you want food, you gotta think what is the worst what place has the worst food? Because that's the place that's mo- like every white girl is gonna be like, we have to go to Trader Joe's. Because it's a zombie apocalypse. It's gonna, <laughs> Great point. It's going to be like I would. Same with Starbucks in a weird way. Even though there's not a lot of nourishment there, uh, it's just <laughs> I think it's going to get hounded. Uh, what well, sneaky good one? The pop up Halloween stores. Okay, wow. because <laughs> what? well, because you can find a zombie outfit there, and you're just blending in. They're going to walk in and be like, "Oh, it's just it's just a hangout. It's like." just where the zombies are. Is that how zombies work though? No, they're yeah. attracted to, like, to noise and bringing blood. Yeah. Yeah. I thought they could like smell fresh flesh, you know? Well, yeah, we didn't, we didn't clarify what zombies we're talking about here. So also if the, if these are the walkers from walking dead, you just, if you don't get killed in the initial rush, you have to be a real idiot to die. I feel like to zombies to other people. No, but to zombies. Yeah. No, no, no. But we're, yeah, we're talking about, let's just say world war Z zombies. Yeah, world world war Z zombies Z. That's just, it just happens. It happens. And you can't like, you're, you're going to be in that store for at least a week until this gets, until the, the military gets this figured out or whatever. Like you're, you're, that's what we're talking about. It's like, you're in this store and you have no, you, you, you have no other way out. Well, I, I have a sneaky good one. You want to hear mine? Yeah. Sneaky good one. <clears throat> Bishop's Storehouse. <laughs> DI is a big no. Bishop's Storehouse, you got all the honey and toilet paper you'd ever want. Like, you're just, you're yeah, saying no you're weapons, Mark. Yeah, but where are the weapons? You just barricade that ish. The church has a great security system. Do you think we just let hobos off the street into there? No, you have to go see your bishop. And, and the great thing about the Bishop's Storehouse is no one, no one knows where they are. So if you're, they're, I feel like they're just always in weird areas or like an industrial park. So also, if you, if you know where it is, you're, you're in a good spot because it's not a place people are going to show up at. I would think. Yeah. Except for maybe some relief society presidents know where it is. I think also low key, you don't realize this, but most of the good ones have a forklift. <laughs> just throwing that out there. <laughs> Why is that a deciding factor? Because forklifts can like maneuver in tight spots. They have the little fork things that can just like cut zombies up. You can ram. How fast do you think those are? They're yeah, they're, fast. Pretty, they're pretty slow, Mark. I think you can push it, man. Yeah. Maybe know. not against World War Z. It's like saying Walmart's good because they have mobility scooters. <laughs> <laughs> okay, guys, I don't. I I will question your judgment till the day I die if you think a forklift is worse than a mobility scooter. <laughs> It's probably no, a little better, but it's kind of same tier. Man, I don't think you understand. One of those forklifts can it it can one of those forks if they're going straight, it can go through a person no problem. No way. They move nope. so slow. Down even even better. Okay, one more one more bad one. Uh, either an accounting office or a law firm would be a bad place to be stuck during a zombie apocalypse. Why? Just, is it because all well, lawyers are liars? 
<laughs> right. Uh, well, you're you have no. There's no food, and you're gonna have nothing to protect yourself with. I just feel like it's the least is probably the least assets of any any place to be stuck. Yeah. Like a where like any warehouse is probably pretty good. Uh, but I feel like a like if you're at a, any accounting office or law firm, it'd be tough. But yeah, I have a bad one and a good one just off the top of my head here. First thing that came to mind for bad was uh, build a bear workshop. Just picturing someone trying to throw stuffed bears and <laughs> zombies in them off, you know. Um, but then sneaky good one. I'm thinking like a, a garden supply shop, you know. They sell all, they sell like machetes. You got like hoes. You got all sorts of weaponry. Um, not great on the side of food, but. Well, it's vegetation. Like, you could yeah. eat it if you had to. They're probably That's growing cool. like tomatoes back there, you know? Yeah. 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 And there's so. just enough food that you'd survive, but you probably, actually, you probably wouldn't eat anything. You'd be like, where's my pizza? Yeah. Where's my, yeah. Where's my, <laughs> my Where's my tortinos? And you'd probably die with all this plant sitting next to you but yeah I, I couldn't do it but yeah no but I that's think, a good one because people wouldn't think i need food let's go to the the gardening section you know yeah right. yeah yeah i think it'd be pretty empty you know sneaky good one in that same vein is uh either a spencer's or asia gift one of those two you could eat all the asian candy and soda and then you would also have like huge anime swords and stuff. Spencer's gifts. I don't know why, but they also have knives there. Also gummy things there. Edible underwear. <laughs> Chains. I don't know. There's just good stuff there. But wouldn't edible underwear pretty much be like frosting for the zombies? I mean, if they're going to consume you, that... <laughs> Gives them kind of a layer of sugar on top. Target, you know. Yeah, I don't know about that. Burst, this might not be great. Where are they putting it on? Because they eat your brain, Bickle. Everything else. Yeah, I don't think they're. I don't think Mark is putting on the on the. the <laughs> I'm just. Eating it. I think he's eating it. He's saying it's like oh. it's nourishment. <laughs> that makes more sense. Well, you need yeah. to, you need to do something. I mean, there's. I mean, dual purpose entertainment. Also, you can eat it. So, it's also a great place to be if you're if you're really ho- uh, never mind. <laughs> How do you guys feel if you're in a zombie apocalypse? Like you know, there's no temples, there's no bishops around. Like, where does the law of chastity fall if you're a single guy with single girls? Is it kind of anything goes at that point, or what do you think? Uh, hopefully, there's a ship captain in your group. He could civilly marry you. Uh, also, I don't know. <laughs> I think at that point, it's about the intent of your heart. If you're, if you're, if you're in a zombie apocalypse, and you're like, "Hey, we we are not infected by the zombies. We need to to carry multiply we need to, and replenish. We need to multiply and replenish yeah. the the people who haven't been infected." And you have every you've every. It's all about the intent of your heart. I think, I think it's the spirit of the law. At the, like, I think you just. You pray, you feel good about it, you make solemn solemn promises. Just go for it. Congress, baby. Congress. <laughs> I, I found it, it, by the way, it is there. It is the definition. Any other any other thoughts on zombie apocalypse before we, um, before we close? Yeah, can I give my actual plan of what I would do? 
Yeah. Sam at home. This will be very quick. I've put a lot of thought into this. Step one. Step one. Zombie apocalypse hits. Things are going crazy. There's zombies outside. Okay. Car alarms going off. Fires. Everything. Number one. Number one rule you have to remember. Most people will die within the first 72 hours and they won't die probably from zombies. People will kill people more than zombies will kill people. Right? So this is what you do. You go out. You start. First thing you do is you want to get away from people. So if you're at home, you pull the fire alarm, go immediately back to your house. You blockade, or if you're on the ground floor, you want to get up to a higher floor. You immediately blockade everything in the front of the door. You're not leaving the place for 72 hours. You kill the electricity. Okay. No more lights or whatever. And you start charging all the batteries and, and things that you might need until the electricity shuts off. Okay. Before that, actually though, you fill every container that you have with potable water. You fill sinks, bathtubs, bowls, plates, whatever with water. Okay. Cause that's your number one resource. You can survive without food forever. Then <clears throat> you take all the food out of the you you don't open the freezer, but you open take out all the perishable food out of your fridge and you just binge eat that. Okay, you binge eat it and then you ration the rest of your canned and all other foods like that, and then you turn off all the lights and you just make sure nobody knows you're there. After seventy two hours, you go out small groups, search parties, and you start looting other apartment buildings next to you. Okay, radios, lightweight stuff, guns possibly they probably won't leave guns but then you get a good pair of tennis shoes then you wear layers multiple layers okay because contrary to popular belief humans cannot bite that hard okay we have a very very weak bite force quick fact strongest human bite very strong human bite around 300 pounds of pressure the hyena can bite for over 4,000 pounds of pressure they can bite through your femur bone no problem so wear multiple t-shirts, baggy clothes, right? Masks, stuff like that. Boots, sturdy shoes, ankle support. And then you go out there in the cover of darkness. And that's that's after that, you have a higher chance of success. Also, for melee weapons, you want a poker, not a not a slicer. Why? Uh, because pokers like hit the head more. Um, sometimes people say that they get stuck more, but I, I personally think a poker would be more effective. Like an ice pick would be more effective than a sword. Maybe. I don't know. That's just my thoughts. Not like a chainsaw. I thought chainsaws were supposed to be. Oh, and, a, and attract and attract other zombies with the noise. Daniel. Idiot. Freaking. You know, think. why are you even on here, man? So that's, that's my bad. That's my bad I didn't think about the noise. You have to get gas for it. Yeah. With also, you should go out. Of, yeah, it's like five dollars a gallon out here, Daniel. Jeez, guys, I made a suggestion. Yeah, that's, that's the worst idea I've heard. I'm officially mad at Daniel again. <laughs> Just all over again. Dang it. Yeah, Daniel, we would send you out first. You wouldn't come back. Hold in. on. Before we close this out, can we talk about Dallin bailing? Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, on, please. Yeah. So. We uh, at earlier this year we made a pact, kind of not a pact. I don't know, but we made a decision to all go to our mission. Me, Daniel, Palmer, Nate, Dallin. Sorry, Josh, but we're all going to go back to Vancouver, have a good time together. You know, visit places. It was going to be a really good time. 
Um, we're all buying plane tickets. We all are trying to get PTO then off and it's going to be a good time. And then out of the blue, we start, we talked about this. We all planned about it. We're all super excited. Like two months later, down says I might go to Nantucket instead. And then a week later he says, I'm going to Nantucket instead. And no, no amount of bullying will get him to come to Vancouver. I've tried. None. You guys haven't, first of all, you haven't tried that hard. Um, second of all, down that's why we're mad we shouldn't have to try that hard well okay for i'm doing you guys a favor there's only four of you now you know how much it sucks to rent a car with five people that sucks also you know what i've i've really enjoyed my trips with the boys throughout the years but after after the boys trip to puerto rico great time shout out jacob willardson for for setting that up i was like i I am not going to plan my life around boys trips anymore. So I hedged my bets. Uh, Are there going to be girls? Huh? Are there going to be girls? There's a lot of ladies in Nantucket. No, 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 no. Going with you. Well, we'll see. There's a lot of ladies in Vancouver as well. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I apologize to the boys. I I have done wrong. I just want you to know from the bottom of my heart, Dallin, I mean this really sincerely. F you, man. F you down. <laughs> Josh, I feel like that's a good. Please. I feel like that's a good place to end. It's 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 uh, twelve o'clock Eastern time, and Josh has to get to bed to go to his job that he hates. So we yeah. better wrap this up. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah, Great. Gotta, gotta get into the office by ten. So. Well, should we end, Josh? Do you have any any public statements you'd like to make, or Daniel? Uh, no. Yeah, I think that's it for me. Thanks for having me on, man. Josh, do you want to close with a prayer? Uh, yeah. Thanks. I, are we really doing this? No, we're not going to close. Okay. <laughs> I mean, I will. No, I, uh, I think we, I think that would, uh, I think we're past that. So yeah. everyone, yeah, thank you. An LDS tools thing, huh? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It was more of an LDS tools thing. Everyone, thank you for being here. Uh, this was a little haphazard, not organized. Uh, but that's kind of how, not like a lot of them have been organized so far, but we're going to get better about actually having more of a structure when we come into these in the future. But I think we had a good conversation. I think we learned a lot. Daniel, thank you for being brave enough to come on here and defend yourself, even though you're in the wrong. Josh, thanks for coming on half hour notice. Uh, we really appreciated your insight. It was really good. And we, we hope to ha- have you on again and we'll give you both of you more heads up and more detail next time we do. Thanks, guys. This was fun. Okay. See ya.